Good morning. Morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> meat. I'll send you a nice box of Christmas meat. Best I can do. Get out of here. Bring me more photos. We're the stars of this party. I'll make you eat those words. Huh. Faker. No chance to win against me. I can't lie! Sonic, this time there's no way out of marrying me. It is not. I resent that. Slander is spoken. In print, it's libel. There's only one way to go. Ready? My mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Landon Cremines, and you're listening to the world of video games and film. And today is a big episode because, well, Sonic has just celebrated his 29th anniversary. So one more year till Big 3-0. It's just crazy that this video game series is almost 30 years old now. And I just kind of want to give my story more on the Sonic games, what I love about them, what my favorites are, and where I want the series to go, what I want to see in future games. So obviously, most people started off with the classic video games. The first Sonic game that I ever played was Sonic CD and Sonic 1 on iOS platforms. At the time, I didn't really know who Sonic was. I just thought he was this, you know, character that was only available on mobile platforms. And I didn't know for a few years that he would be in more video games. For a while, I was just in the mobile game department for Sonic. I mean, I really didn't own many of the games on console hardware. Not until a few years ago, about four or five. This is when I started to really get back into Sonic. The first 3D Sonic game that I played was Sonic Heroes. I I love Sonic Heroes. It is so fun. There's this vast range of characters you can play as. I love the team mechanic. The story, yes, it's cheesy at times, but it's very lighthearted, and I, I just love Sonic Heroes. I then went on to play Adventure 2. And I praise Adventure 2, not for its gameplay, but for its story. I mean, this story was just... It blew my mind. I mean, this is the story that introduced Shadow the Hedgehog and Rouge the Bat. Rouge the Bat, I do not like her, okay? I'm just gonna get that out of the way. I do not like Rouge. There is really no use for her other than in Sonic Adventure 2. After that, no. I, I, I hate... I, I, I don't hate her, but she is just... I, I don't like her very much. Not at all. But this was the first time where we could play as Dr. Eggman, and I thought that that was really cool that we could play as the antagonist in a Sonic game for the first time. 
This was really cool. But what I really love Sonic Adventure 2 for is it's, it's two cutscenes in the game. Now, the first cutscene is where Sonic um, is in the arc and Eggman has taken Amy hostage to where Sonic has to give Eggman one of the Chaos Emeralds in order to protect Amy from him. So he tries to give Eggman a fake Chaos Emerald and it results in his death. But he's not really dead. But this scene, it's just so cinematic to me. I mean, it was written beautifully. And I just love it. When I think of Sonic Adventure 2, I think of this scene. And the other scene is Shadow's death, where Sonic comes back to the Ark, and Shadow is nowhere to be seen. As soft music plays, and credits slowly begin to roll, the characters talk about it, and... I, I love this ending. I mean, sure, it's sad. I mean, Shadow's dead, but he comes back in the next game, so... Not really all that time to set it in. But I love the narrative point of Sonic Adventure 2. Gameplay-wise, I like Sonic Adventure more. I just love that you can play as six characters, each with their own gameplay style. Sonic, Tails, Knuckles... Amy, Big the Cat, and E-102 Gamma. Big the Cat, there was no reason for that to be in the game. Um, it's basically a meme, and you pretty much just fish the whole time. It, make, it makes no sense to me. But I really love that Sonic... And Amy's gameplay, I I mean, this was the first time we got to see Sonic in a fully 3D environment. And the way they captured Sonic's gameplay style was really cool. Tails, he was pretty cool too. Mainly, he was trying to beat Sonic in races, but that was pretty cool. Knuckles, we got to see him glide over landscapes and try to collect pieces of the Master Emerald. And while this is really cool, it does fit his character, I think that more action stages for him would be better where he has to punch a lot of enemies. And I love that Amy, we get to use her hammer on enemies as she tries to protect a bird. I thought that, I thought that Amy's was the most unique out of Sonic Adventure. I mean, I really loved Amy's stages. Big the Cat, we already did that. And Gamma... He was very interesting. It was... The whole reason Gamma was created was to give a Sonic character a gun. That's literally what Takashi Azuka said Gamma was based on. There had been people saying, Hey, why don't we give one of the Sonic characters a gun? And Takashi Azuka said, Okay, we'll make a robot that shoots in levels. That's basically what it was. I mean, he was fine. But... That, this is where I really started to play a lot more Sonic games, where I started to play Sonic Generations, Lost World, Unleashed, Nania, Forces, Team Sonic Racing. I mean, 
I've played almost every single Sonic game there is. The only ones I haven't played are the original Sonic Advance, Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Yeah. And Rush Adventure. Those are the only ones that I haven't played. I played Secret Lings and the Black Knight, but I didn't like them very much. They were, they were okay for what they were. But... Over time, Sonic became the only playable character. Except in Chronicles of the Dark Brotherhood, which we'll get to on later. Having Sonic as the only playable character, I think for a time, or for one or two games, that was completely fine. I believe that Unleashed, Colors, and Generations, they were fine with only having Sonic as a playable character. Like, and I, and I praise these games. Lost World, um, I like the 3DS version. I don't really like the Wii U version that much. But, I love these games. And, with Sonic as the only playable character for those games, it fits well, and it's okay. However, we haven't seen any other playable characters since Sonic Forces, and that really wasn't another playable character. You had Sonic and Classic Sonic, and then you had your custom avatar. The avatar's gameplay, however, was basically Sonic's, but without the boost. So... That, that was kind of weird to me, but what are you going to do? Honestly, what I want to see gameplay-wise is have multiple play playable characters again. I think that Sonic and the Boost gameplay is fine for if you're going to have multiple playable characters. I think that's fine. Tails, you know, kind of have them fly around levels. Knuckles, have them beat people up. Amy smash robots with her hammer and have certain objectives that she has to complete. That's really a good idea. I think that Sega and Sonic Team should really do another game like that, to where we have multiple ca playable characters with their own gameplay styles. I think that's really nice. I've already talked about what I want in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in the previous episode, so if you want to see what I want for the sequel, Please go and listen to that episode. Something that I've really wanted from Sonic games is to for us to really connect with the Sonic characters. Throughout most of the games, we haven't really been able to connect, to connect with Sonic and his friends very much. The games that I have had the most connections with the characters personally were Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 and Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood. I think that that's the most that we've really been able to, you know, get to understand the characters. And I think that Sega really just needs to recapitalize on that. Like, let's see what Knuckles and Tails are wanting to do other than fight with Sonic against Eggman. You know, let, let's kind of see what Sonic, you know, is wanting to do with his relationship with Amy. Right now in the games, he isn't dating her or is acting like he's not interested in her and throughout many sonic the hedgehog video games it has always been hinted that sonic does ha have romantic feelings towards amy in fact in sonic chronicles of the dark brotherhood in the canon ending 
Amy has to confess that her made-up boyfriend is in fact made up. And the only way to find this is for Sonic, for you to choose to be nice to Amy throughout the entire game. Like, tell her that you care about her and her well-being. And that is how you get the true ending of the game, to where Sonic confesses toward Amy, and Amy admits that Dexter, her made-up boyfriend, is in fact fake. And that is a canon part of the game. Dexter is fake, and that's the only way to find that part of the story out. And many people would consider Chronicles non-canon due to the fact that Sega got sued over the game by an Archie comic artist. Reason being, the echidnas in the Dark Brotherhood spared a resemblance toward his, the, um, I believe his name was Alex. Alex's echidna characters in the Archie comics. And when you put the, both the echidnas at, beside each other, they have no resemblance at all. So I don't understand what that guy was thinking. And also, Bioware were the people who developed the game, and they had full reign towards sequels. However, Bioware was bought by EA shortly after the game hit its stores, to where the rights to develop a sequel to the Dark Brotherhood went to EA, and they had no interest in continuing on. And that basically led most people to consider the game non-canon due to this. Now, I do understand why people will say that. Um, the story is a little weird at times. But personally, I want to believe that Chronicles does take place in the Sonic timeline. That's what I want to believe. And I really... And the thing is, Chronicles, it was different. It was an RPG, and I loved The Dark Brotherhood. In fact, it's my favorite game of the whole series. I, I just love that we can have our favorite Sonic characters in an RPG format. That has never been done before. This is the first time that Sonic was in an RPG format. And I'm very sad that we're probably not going to get another RPG game. So yeah, that's kind of disappointing. But I still love the Dark Brotherhood. With that going into this, I'm going to give out my top 10 Sonic the Hedgehog video games. Number 10, Sonic Lost World for 3DS. I hate the special stages, but other than that, I love the 3DS version. The Wii U version was okay, but really just... Lost World is a better 3DS game than it is a Wii U game. Number 9, Sonic Adventure. Now, for most people, this would be higher on the list, but I don't, I don't consider it my favorite. It's one of my favorites, though. Number 8 being Sonic Rush. It's a really cool game. I like the format that it's in. A little short, though. A couple more levels could have been a lot better. Number 7, Oh yes, the great Sonic Colors. I like this game. I don't really like a lot of the 2D sections in some of the later stages. But overall, Sonic Colors is a really good Sonic game. And I I just love it. Number 6, Sonic Heroes. This was the Sonic game that truly brought me into the franchise. I love the characters. I love the story. 
It's just an overall great Sonic game. And it gets a lot more hate than it deserves. Number five, Sonic Generations. The classic and the new formats mixed together. It's like cheese and bread or chicken and waffles. The best way I can describe it. It's a great Sonic game. Go play it. It, It's amazing. And I really, really like it. Number four, Sonic Adventure 2. The game with the best story in the entire franchise. I love Sonic Adventure 2. One of my favorite Sonic games. The story just brings it to its finest point. I love this game simply for its story. Number three, Sonic Unleashed. A lot of people hate the Werehog. To me, the Werehog is misunderstood. The concept is weird, yes. But how they execute it in the game to me is fine, and I love playing as the Werehog. However, there are some parts in the game that are very hard with the Werehog, but other than that, I really don't have any other complaints about this game. The voice acting for Tails and Chip could have been a little better, though. Number two. Oh, boy. Here we go. Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania brings back the classic format of Sonic the Hedgehog himself. And I just have to tell you... Man, I love this game. It's a truly amazing Sonic game. And number one, of course, as we said before, Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood. Don't really have much more to say on that. Now, Sonic CD, in my opinion, is the best Sonic game in the original classic games. And for a long time, it was at my number two spot, but it was replaced by Sonic Mania. But I put it just above Sonic Mania. I love that this is the game that introduced Metal Sonic and Amy Rose. I really like it. So it's like a 1.5, if that makes sense. I don't know. But I really love Sonic CD. It gets so much hate nowadays. And I just don't understand why exactly. But still... It's a great Sonic game, nevertheless. This was the game, the first, this was the first Sonic game that I ever played. And it will always hold a place in my heart as one of the greatest video games I've ever played. Now, let's talk about some of the more recent news of Sonic the Hedgehog, other than that the sequel is being developed. We are still waiting on the announcements that were supposed to happen in March, then got delayed to April, and then we don't know when they're coming out. It was supposed to be news about Sonic's future, possibly an announcement for a future video game. We don't know. But I am waiting very patiently. I believe that we are going to get Sonic's future announcements very soon. We just don't know when. With everything that's been going on with the coronavirus pandemic, it's a very good decision 
for Sega and Sonic Team to wait and make their announcements and wait for when the time is right. Also, Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a new energy drink by G Fuel. G Fuel is an energy drink company that is now partnering with Sonic the Hedgehog to make a new flavor called Peach Rings. It's basically a peach energy drink, I believe. But the cans have a Sonic theme. You're going to and there are going to be multiple ways that you can have your Sonic the Hedgehog G Fuel. You can, of course, buy the can, but you can also buy a tub of powder that can make up to 40, um, I believe, 40 16-ounce cups worth of the energy drink. And there will also be an addition that will have a Sonic the Hedgehog G Fuel cup. This was announced yesterday on June 23rd, 2020. I think this is really cool. I have drinking the Sonic the Hedgehog Speed Energy Drink before, and I liked it. I haven't had another one um, since 2019. I just haven't been able to find one recently. I'm pretty sure it's available on Amazon, so who knows? I might buy one or two. But this is really cool. I, I want to see what this drink tastes like and, you know, if I can get that big tub if my parents will allow me to drink an, ener an energy drink. It all just depends on all that. As far as we know, this is going to be a limited edition. However, I am hoping that G Fuel and Sega will be able to continue the run if it's very successful. Sonic the Hedgehog G Fuel Peach Rings Energy Drink will be available on August 14th, 2020. So I'm excited for that. To have a delicious peach-flavored Sonic the Hedgehog energy drink. And that's really cool. So we're about to get to some of the final points. So a lot of people are wondering, what are we going to get for the 30th anniversary? About a month or two ago, Aaron Weber confirmed that Sonic Team would be pushing Sonic games out more slowly to where it would give the development team a lot more time to make their games. I believe that for the 30th anniversary, we're probably not going to get a main series Sonic game. However, there are three things that we could possibly get for his 30th anniversary. Number one, a Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 remake. I mean, this would be really cool. We'd finally be able to see what a true tone HD version of SA 1 and 2 could be like, and it could be on the modern consoles. Number two, a compilation of some of Sonic's greatest games. Now, this would probably mostly be ports, but you could have some amazing 3D Sonic games. You could have Sonic Unleashed, Generations, Colors, you know, maybe you could have new controls and a HD version of Sonic and the Black Knight and Sonic and the Secret Rings. That could be really, really cool. I mean, you could probably even get a better version of Lost World. That's just some, just one of the possibilities we could get. And number three, a spin-off game. Sonic the Hedgehog hasn't had very many spin-offs. The spinoff I'm talking about is one where a different character from the series takes over. We have had, 
from my count, Tales Spy Sky Patrol, Tales Adventure, Shadow the Hedgehog, and that's basically it. We've had three, maybe four, Sonic spin-off games. And I think that we need another spin-off game to where we can get to know one of these characters better. Just think of it. We could have a Silver, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, maybe another Shadow spin-off game. That would be really cool. I would love to see that. I mean, there's so much potential that Sega has for that. I mean, that would be awesome. And I really hope that Sega does another spinoff game soon. Because I really want to see what they do with some of their other characters. That's generally what I want to see for the 30th anniversary. Now, there is a good chance they will announce a mainline Sonic game, but I think maybe waiting another year would be fine. We are in a drought, though. We haven't really had many Sonic games. We've had Sonic Mania, Sonic Forces. In 2018, we had a physical version of Sonic Mania, and then in 2019, we had Team Sonic Racing as well as Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. And these games were all fun to me. Sonic Forces, we did a whole episode on that. I'm just going to say right now, it was okay for what it was. But, you know, we just really haven't had a, a true-toned Sonic game since Sonic Mania. Or, sorry, Sonic Forces. And that was released about two and a half years ago. And the most recent Sonic game that we've had lately was Sonic at the Olympic Games for mobile platforms. So this would be a good time to, you know, make a port of an older game and put it on newer consoles like Sonic Adventure. And that would be able to hold the fans off until we get our next mainline Sonic game. It just really all depends on what Sega does. Man... This was a long episode. Yeah, 25-ish minutes long. Our longest episode was when LJ came on. Speaking of guest stars, I'm going to bring them more. I'm going to bring a lot more on this season. I'm going to have some of my buddies, some of my dad's buddies come on to the podcast, and we are going to have some really good conversations. If you have the apt Letterbox. You can follow me there with the username the Blue Nerd, or sorry, the Sonic and Blu-ray Nerd, where I'll post reviews for movies, and sometimes in those reviews I might give little sneak peeks on release dates and what my next video for my YouTube channel, the Sonic, the Blue Nerd, sorry, might be about or when it will premiere. It all just depends. So keep a lookout for some upcoming reviews. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please give us a good review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast on. My name is Landon Cremines, and you were listening to the world of video games and film. I hope you guys have a supersonic day, and I'll see you in the next episode.